break the glass. I'll break the glass. I'll break it down. Break the glass is my 2B. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different album from a different band or artist and we break it down. We do a lot of research so you guys don't have to. And then we talk about it. We discuss it sometimes track by track. Sometimes we give our biggest bangers and just talk about those. I don't know what we're going to do this week. Um, mm-hmm. While we're, you know, chatting, talking, uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can go there. Give us only five stars. Five stars only, please. And uh, don't give us one star. Don't be a douchebag like Bo Cephas. Bo Cephas. And um, all of the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server if you're into that stuff. Uh, hit us up. We'll send you the link to that. We also have a phone number you can call. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. That phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. If you didn't already know, my name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Um, also, if you hear a cat sound, a cat meowing <laughs> or crying or whatever, that is, uh, we think somebody pulling a prank on Jeff and he cannot find the source of this cat sound. So if you hear it, we'll probably talk about it because we're, we're tallying how many times this goes off during the podcast. We're so just throwing that out six. there. We're at six right now. Um, so yeah, let's get into the into the episode what are we doing to Je- today jeff oh we are doing uh suicide machines and their album destruction by definition all right jeff now that we got that out of the way uh let's give our uh our origin story with the suicide machines what do you got go i it's it's tony hawk tony hawk's pro skater when that came out that's how i heard suicide machines it was it was Superman was my favorite song from Tony Hawk. And then new girl was, was a very, very close second. And that's just, yeah. that's just how, that's how it was. That's how, that's how it been since, since the dawn of time. And <laughs> Tony Hawk came out years after this album came out. And so the first suicide albums, suicide machine album that I bought was steal this record. And I remember just, I remember I liked that cover, which I still like the cover, which I don't know why you don't like it. But I remember thinking, like, damn, this is not as good as New Girl. Just, like, that one song. This is just not that good. Not as good. So, um, yeah, that's that's my origin story. I never really got went back to them as outside of just listening to Destruction by Definition, which I never, not never, I, I really go back to it and listen to its entirety. I just playlist, like, six of my bangers from that album. Mm-hmm. But I for sure had never gone back to and listened to three of their other albums which we did this week and it was uh it was amazing yeah it was amazing blown away by some of it for sure disappointed in some as well but um yeah my origin story is exactly like yours it comes from the tony hawk pro skater video game the first game and uh, that game came out in 1999 so 
a good three years after this record came out. And uh, that would it was this song, uh, Goldfinger, Superman, Primus's Jerry Was a Race Car Driver, and the Vandals, Eurobarge. Those are the those are the songs that I constantly listen to. Like you can in in the original the OG game on PS one. I don't know. I can't say for the N sixty four, but for the PS one version, you could if if it was if it was a song you didn't like when you started that level, you could just hit hit retry real quick and then just hope that the next song is going to be the song that you want. So I would hit retry multiple times just to hear one of those four songs, and that's what I would do. Like I was obsessed with those songs. And never heard anything like Suicide Machines or Primus or Vandals or Goldfinger. Like, they were just so unique to themselves. And, dude, I fucking love all of these songs. I love New Girl, obviously. That's why we played it. And that's kind of why we're doing this record, too. So I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about Tony Hawk as well. Because how can you fucking not? Um, it's true. So, yeah, that's my origin story. And uh, let's start it off. Do we have any stinkers off this record? No, no stinkers. Agreed. I have no stinkers. Uh, not every song is a banger for me. I, pr- It's probably the same for you. I was surprised at how many okay songs I had, to be honest. I get it because there's there are a lot of... There's like 16 songs. Yeah. And this could have easily been cut down to 10 or 12. Yeah, like for sure. This is very top heavy. I think... Man, after... Like these are good B... <laughs> these are good B-team songs, though. These are really, really good backup songs are good good filler but they're still kind of mm-hmm. like filler but i i i don't have any bangers after track nine really wow yeah. okay okay that's fine that's fine yeah i understand yeah yeah okay then um let's get in well let's get into new girl since we already played it uh where does this sit banger wise for you i mean this is my one b this is this is hell yeah this is so good. This is why <laughs> this song is why War Profiteering is was number two. Is because I thought about I was like, oh, I should be edgy and put War Profiteering at number one because like there were more bangers on that album than bangers on this album for sure. But New Girl alone. I mean New Girl alone sets this so high in the pedestal that it would never be taken down. It just it it, it can never be taken down. New Girl is is a beyond banger. Nostalgia aside, it's just a great, great song. It is the the perfect ska punk song. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. I agree with you. I, I think this is a beyond banger. I mean, it starts off with that with that that drum, that the snare drum, and it's the perfect nineties drum drum tone. Like it has enough crack. It's it cuts through the mix well enough to where it doesn't overpower everything. It's just from I think from a production and mixing standpoint, this song is absolutely perfect. Songwriting wise, you got everything. You got the big, heavy kind of hardcore punk stuff. You got the the super awesome ska stuff. You have the good screaming. You have the melodic vocals. You have the the squirrely bass lines. You got everything in the song, all within like a two and a half minute span or less than two and a half minutes. It's fucking amazing. I fucking love it. I will say like like the highlight of this band. I shouldn't say the highlight. Like the the most surprising thing for me through most of their albums has been the bass playing. Mm-hmm. I I just, I've never I've never gone like it's it's always interesting because we go back to these older albums and we listen to them with a different ear, a more a more mature ear, and and we hear things yeah. that we just never heard before. 
And this guy, Royce, who played bass on their first four albums. Yeah. It's just, I mean, this is like, this is fantastic bass playing. It is, it is phenomenal. It's unbelievable. He's noodling, but it's not, it's not just like noodling. He's still keeping rhythm. He's still keeping the tone. He's driving the song forward. He's simultaneously playing with the drums while also like leading the guitar. And I think that is unbelievably difficult to do in a fucking ska punk band. I know, I know. I thought the I thought the same thing going into this this record. I mean, I've heard this record I could I don't even know how many times over the years, but this is the first time I really kind of sat down and just really really listened because it's always an album you just kind of put on maybe in the background or just you know, it's it's that kind of album. Before a but, show, before I go out to fucking yeah. drink, the night in the town, I put this album on to hype myself up because it's yeah, you get pumped great. up. Yeah, because it's energetic, it's fast, it's it's everything you want from like a punk record. Honestly, that this is, that's what this is. Out. But yeah, like you, I was very surprised at, at how good the bass playing was. The rhythm section, really. I mean, Derek and Royce, fucking amazing, amazing rhythm section, really locked in. And another thing that really stood out to me this week was the organ. I never really, I never really realized how how much organ is on this, is played on this record. Yeah, it's all over the place, and it's so it adds so much depth and so much nuance to these songs. And I never, I never realized it. Never fucking realized it. And, I, and I'm a big organ man. I love you organs. You are. Ever, ever since you heard it in fucking the blinks, you're all about the organ now. <laughs> it's but so the, fucking good. It's but so why, good. why I like, I, I, I don't, actually I do. I, I like the organ in this and why is because it never, it never tries to be in the front. It never does. It's always supplementary. It always it always helps mm-hmm. everybody else. It never does anything to overtake anybody else's sound. And that's why I like the organ in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also with with this record, there's a perfect balance of everything. There there's a perfect balance of ska, of of the hardcore punk, of the melodic punk. Uh and every every member has their moment of kind of shining or their moment of I guess yeah, I guess their moment of shining on this record. And Dude, it's it's you can't get a more perfectly balanced rock record. You really can't. I agree. Every member killed it. And and another th- oh another thing I wanted I wanted to bring up too, uh, the bass playing from Royce. The only other bass player that I can really I feel like I can p- properly compare him to is uh, uh, Eric Wilson from Sublime. Yeah, they have the they have a lot of the same technique. I don't know if Royce plays with his fingers, but it kind of sounds like he does, like Eric does. But they're they're very wanky and they're all over the place, but still very melodic and very much driv- driving the songs. Because in most of these Suicide Machine songs, the the guitar player really is just I don't want to say filler, but he's he's the weakest part of the band. Not to say he's bad by any by any stretch, but he's definitely he's not, not bad, but he's not good. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's yeah. he just he's he's lucky that they got Royce. I, th- I think like a good a good comparison is is uh, the the steady loop dub on on Robin the Hood that do yeah do 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 like that Love that. that that bass part how it's just like it's slow the doom doom in the high part that's really squirrely and goes yeah. back do 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 there's a lot of that type of playing on this album and I yep. like that but played because, faster but played faster yeah because yeah. they're you know they're everything's aggressive and and, and played faster i like it it's great but the guitar guitar is weak man like it's like bad weak when you really focus on the guitar 
it's like it's bad. It's 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 a huge letdown. It's embarrassing sometimes. All all the guitarist does is is those ska upstrokes and distortion. Mm-hmm. And the, and then very very rarely he'll he'll hit a riff that just matches note for note with the bass, but the bass still outplays him in those yeah, in those little parts. Yeah, it's rare when you get like a a guitar lead on this record. Which is fine. Like I I'm I don't want to knock the guy too much because I feel like if there was too much guitar it would have taken away from the rest of the, it would have really taken away from the songs. Like, I really don't want to knock him too much for that. Yeah. I, I de- but like to say that, that he's not like a bad guitar player is because I mean, he was in the band for, for four albums. He, 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 he yeah. threw yeah. out like, no f- fucking five, all, all but their last album essentially. Mm-hmm. And never once did I ever think like, wow, he's actually a really good guitarist. So I think that he yeah, probably true. just doesn't have anything to do with like the songwriting and the only album that he really like pushed forward and took over like the songwriting with Royce was that horrible pop punk Beatles sounding <laughs> album. That was the only album where, where yeah. Dan and, and Royce like formed together and wrote the album and it turned out like shit. But we know we know Royce is a fantastic bass player, but I don't we don't know for sure that Dan is a great guitarist. Yeah. It's true, and uh, this week I I kind of made the I mean like I made the the Royce to to Eric Wilson comparison. I viewed uh fuck I can't even think of his name right now. What uh Dan Dan hmm. Dan's guitar playing reminds me of Mark Stoffelis from AFI, where Mark was the worst part of AFI on the first three records. I mean not bad by any means, but. You know, Jeff Kresge fucking outshined him. Hunter outshined him on on Shut Your Mouth. I mean, Davey was Davey. And Adam's just a fucking solid fucking drummer. And Mark just kind of was in the background. Like, he was... You don't really remember many riffs from AFI from those first three records. You remember everything else but those riffs. And that's kind of what I... That's how I view Dan in his position in Suicide Machines. But I can see that. Anyway. That's fair. Yeah, that's just my two cents. Um but New Girl, yeah. This is uh I just quite like the, that quite that, the banger. That intro, I always love a drum roll. Always love a drum roll. You had that yeah. little bass part that doof 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 and then you can kinda like hear it getting a little bit louder, a little bit more like aggressive, a little bit more like let's let, like you know we're going to explode. If you'd never heard the song before, you know the song is going to drop in, you know it's going to explode, it's going somewhere. And it's mm-hmm. only it's like a second and a half, two seconds long. And it's already like building on itself. <laughs> it's crazy where this song goes in two minutes. It takes you all over the place. Good Love stuffs. it though. Good stuff. So, uh, do we have anything else musically on this or should we jump to the lyrics real quick? We do lyrics. Let's do lyrics. All right. So what do you got on this one? So I, I was going to say in the rankings, but I was going to say it for hair. But lyrically this, this guy, Jay is, is so positive. It's so, I hate I hate using the word uplifting because it just it's it, it gives me the heebie-jeebies uplifting ugh. like live laugh love right. uplifting I don't I don't you like using that word but should I that go on the no no list uplifting I I don't like that I don't like that word in any capacity I don't think that word should ever be uttered by any human <laughs> but his his lyrics are very positive they're very they're very positive thinking sometimes they're they're a little. A little like uh, a little emo, a little downtrodden, a little melancholy, but overall they're still very positive. And 
like this song. I I think this song's like I think this song's cute. I think he's just super fucking stoked to have a new girl, uh-huh. and who uh, he doesn't and he doesn't like he doesn't want to be like a shitty person, but he also kind of wants to like rub it in the face of his shitty ex because he's yeah. excited to share the news, but like he's kind of also very excited to confront his ex who probably like made him feel like he wasn't good enough because we get that through context right of, of like the f- the focusing on friends and popularity thing and then yeah, yeah even still like compliments her with you're the type of girl that any guy would die for like he's still i don't I think he's i don't think he's hung <laughs> up on her but i think he's saying like 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 you fucked me man like you hurt me good and you know like you know you're beautiful you know that any guy would love to be with you and you still treating me like shit but I just want you to know that I'm happy now because I got my new girl. And like, that's why this song is so damn good because I never even like really thought about it until this week, uh, how positive this song is, how, how happy and nice this song is. Yeah, it is. It is definitely a happy song. It's very stoked on life, which I mean, there are moments on this record that are pretty, that are, can, that are, that are kind of dark. Uh, but you know, it's, it's nice. He, he's stoked on this girl, but <laughs> I thought it was funny. Like he's just kind of being a dick and just kind of rubbing it in his ex's face. But I do love that. I really do love that, uh, that verse. I love singing along to it. You're the type of girl that any guy would die for. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's like almost like gutter mouth. It's very snotty. So I gotta... Oh man, this song <laughs> this song is fucking it's so beautifully written. It just the 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 background vocals and just the way they they over they overlap with with each other. It's man, this song is a is a diamond in I don't want to say diamond in the rough, but it it, it kind of is, is though. Such it, a banger. I mean, uh, Scott Scott Punk in general just can't uh, people can't talk about it without bringing up like Op Ivy, even though they're mm-hmm. not even the, the 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 front runners of, of the movement but like op ivy does have some very pop punky type songs that are really really good but this is this is it this is the bee's knees this is the greatest ska punk song of all time like this is this is it this is the this is the best Quint- quintessential the, this is the quintessential or most uplifting ska punk song i've ever heard yeah i would i would not disagree with you on that at all, God damn! This oh song, boy, I just I cannot sing this song's praises enough. And if you haven't heard this song, then just I don't even want you listening to the podcast. To be honest, <laughs> I will say I've <laughs> I've heard this song hundreds of times, mainly through playing the video game Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, but even after you know, just since then, I I it, this song is always playlistable. It always goes on my summer playlist. It reminds me of the summertime. I've listened to this hundreds, maybe even a thousand times. Like this is this could be one of the thousand ones. Yeah. No, it could yeah. be, and and I still never get sick of it. I've never ever, never been sick of it. It's, it's, it's a classic, truly a classic. It's interesting because you can play free skate in Tony Hawk, where there's no time limit. You just skate, you know, yeah, yeah. for as long as you like. And there, I mean, there's been dozens, if not hundreds, of times where I've just been free skating to just one song. <laughs> and I listen to this like it's just it, cause it just repeats itself. It just starts over and over and over. Yeah. You know, yeah. 15, 20, 30 minutes into my free skate session, I'm like, oh, I should probably change the song, huh? Because I've been listening to the same song for 30 minutes straight. Like that's just <laughs> that's how great it's it is. true. You're totally right. I've been there. 
All right, so let's uh, let's move on. Uh, obviously, we're not going to get into all 16 songs, but I'm sure we'll get through uh, a, a huge chunk of that. Oh, that was a cat so, again. I didn't hear the cat this time. I wasn't talking, so I don't think you can hear it. That's, that's uh, eight. It's eight. Yeah, that's number eight tonight. So, all right, so let's uh, let's get into your Tubi. What do you got? That was, I mean, just uh, oh, I, yeah. I hate yeah, to ask, but sometimes you say some really stupid things. That was also your 1B, right? Well, I said it was my one B at the beginning, but okay. it, did you? Of course, you decided not to listen. I think, yeah, I, I think, I think you cut That's it. That's fine. Time, I mean, so. you you just love to not listen well, ever, okay. so that's okay. Okay, I don't think you did. We'll fine. we'll get through it. We'll get through it. You'll learn. All right. <laughs> All right. So, what do you got for number two? Uh, break the glass. I'll break the glass. I'll break it down. Break the glass <laughs> is my two B. <laughs> <laughs> I love that chorus though. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's so Dude, fucking the intro great. is so good. It just keeps going. The instrumental intro and then leads into the second part of the intro with the vocals. It's just a fucking banger of an intro with an even banger more banger of an intro. <laughs> and it's just like this song this song like really, really cemented. I was just like, God damn, it is unreal how great the bass player is and how much better he is compared to the guitarist. Yeah. This was a yeah. song that broke me. And still, and the song is still super catchy. I mean, outside of New Girl, this is one of the catchier songs on the entire record. Oh, so good! It's it's amazing. This is my this is actually my five B. Oh, so I mean, I still love this song, and it's a playlistable song for sure. And I agree with you. the The bass line, I mean, the bass line is just so squirrely in this one, in the verses at least. And and I even put here it 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 out it really outshines the guitar like you you completely forget the guitar is there like the guitar doesn't even need to be there nah because he, he's completely holding his own and honestly it might sound better if there if there was no guitar it might have given the song more of a more of like a more character maybe I don't know you know the guitar the guitar is only there just to to check the box of of. We're a ska punk band. We need guitar upstrokes. Okay, can your little brother play guitar? Okay, fine. Like that's <laughs> that's what it seems like, because if you took the guitar out, this would all still be just as great. But I don't think that people would would see this band as a ska punk band. They'd be more like a like like some type of like dub band, like a Fishbone thing, like a, like a more funky, because it's not traditional. Like you, yeah, yeah. I don't think you need the guitar, but for the masses, I think the masses want to hear a guitar. Nobody can play it's like the a, guitar. It's, it's like a comfort. <laughs> I think it's like a comfort thing. And but yeah. do you know what? What I think is cool about this record, and and really honestly, his guitar playing, is that he doesn't always just. I mean, yeah, he does the upstroke thing a lot, but he doesn't always just do the clean the clean channel. Like he does, he does throw on sometimes throws on a ton of distortion and does the upstroke. So that it, it's a nice kind of. It's a nice kind of transition into the punk thing because you know ska bands, everything is clean. Maybe a little bit of reverb or whatever, but everything's fucking clean. There's no there's no distortion at all, no overdrive. But that's kind of what I like about his guitar playing on this record, and really all of the records that he's on, is that he uses he uses the he uses the distortion while still playing the the, the upstrokes, and I think that's cool. I mean, that's, that's one of the few compliments I'll give him. Is that it's, he does it's, that? It's really like how we play guitar. It's 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 we we either we have the clean channel that is just fucking clean as a whistle, or <laughs> we have like the super distort 
the boss mm-hmm. pedal that we throw into it. And it's just like fuzzy as fuck. Like there's no middle ground. Yeah. It's just, it's 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 zero to infinity, all the time. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and I like that. No gray area. I love it. I do love it. <laughs> also, let, let's talk about uh, Derek's drumming on this song. He has some fucking killer killer parts, while still just driving the song along so well. Like he, I I never really. I never really listened and, and heard the little nuances to his playing and the, the little fills he throws in that, dude, they just, they, it's it's almost to the point where it's unnecessary, but it still sounds so good. Like, it does not take away from the actual song itself. It's just a nice flair. You know, just a little, little you know, um, uh, symbol hit you know just yeah. or like, like a ride symbol hit like like the bell part of the the ride symbol just little things like that that just add so much nuance to the song and like i said at the beginning of the episode the drum tone on this record is is absolutely perfect the mix the production everything is is perfect on this fucking record this is ideal to me this is like the perfect the perfect era of music from a production standpoint mixing yeah. standpoint you can't yeah, fuck produce, with the late 90s. Produced a lot of fucking albums too. Yeah, I was I was looking at what's his name again? Like Justin or fuck, Justin Biebs? Was he the Biebs? Yeah, it was Justin Bieber, yeah. Nah. No, it was uh Julian Raymond. Julian Raymond. Yeah, yeah. Raymond, he, Raymond. He's done shit with uh Cheap Trick, Insane Clown Posse, uh Cottonmouth Kings, Wallflowers, Fastball. Uh let's see what else does he, does he have here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the other shit, but I mean, I mean, very popular, famous bands, but eh, I don't know. It's cool. I like it. Apparently, you don't like the song, but that's all right. No, I think it's my five B. What are you talking about? It's it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to pick up on the drums sometimes because like with this song, the bass line that do 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 like it's so it's so up and down. Like the scales are so prevalent, you can hear them. You can pick them apart because the guitarist is really just taking a break i guess and so the bass shines through but then like you said when you start to listen to the drummer he's not travis barkering the song he's 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 adding minimal nuance and only in parts that are like meticulously placed and it's well crafted he's a he's a really really good drummer he knows he knows when to just chill but he also like wants to assert like his dominance over the song and that's fine yeah and he does it in a very tactful way and i love it I do too. I do too. So let's play a little bit of Break the Glass and then we'll uh, jump into the lyrics and then move on. Sound good? Yes, sir. All right. So here it is uh, Break the Glass from The Suicide Machines. <laughs> you have all these cool little, like, these super short, like, wow! These, like, little, little, little yelps. <laughs> so cool. Love it. I think this, that's the only, this is the only song that he does that in. I, I don't remember him doing it anywhere else. He does well, not he does it throughout his career, but he he likes yeah, to but yell. It's not like a common thing. And then and he does it in New Girl too. Like some of the does the he? the so. like the the your friend show up like that part because it was clean vocals, <laughs> clean vocals, and then like dirty, and then go back to the clean chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so what do we have lyrically on Break the Glass? Uh, some of these were a little tough. I'm not even gonna lie. Some of them were a little tough. I agree. I'm thinking in, along the lines of of kind of more emo 
an approach. So I think the song's about like being unsure of himself, being self conscious. He has some stuff he's got to deal with, and it makes him self conscious. And I think the break the glass thing is is shattering like the metaphorical glass house he shut himself in. It's a sort of a, a sort of like like breaking free type of thing. All That's right. what I think breaking the glass is. I like that. I like that interpretation, and and I agree with you. I feel like some of his lyrics, uh, they were they were difficult. They were definitely difficult. Uh, f- to me, w- what I have, I interpret this interpreted this song as him warning a girl that he doesn't have a lot to offer her emotionally, that he's a broken man, but she's welcome to help him be a better person. But he just wants to let her know, like it might turn out to be terrible. <laughs> so that's what it is. <laughs> He's a damaged he's damaged goods. Let's just say that. <laughs> so, I don't know. That, that's what I got lyrically on it. I, I don't think it's his lyrics really aren't bad. I I think he he does say he does have some cool things to say in the way he words things. I think is 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 really cool at times, but it is kind of difficult as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, that, that's all. That's all I got lyrically. So I I'm good to good to good to move on. Good to move on. What's your two B? My two B is our time. Our time. This got one. No time. <laughs> this one, man. This Don't one. This it. this one's. This one's on the fence. This was. Oh. This was a banger, and then it got demoted to okay. Really. Uh, the bass wastes no time. Wastes no time jumping in to just a very difficult riffage. Yeah. And I just don't think it's like a standout track. When you pit this against other actual standout tracks on the album. This is the best of the B team here. I mean, see, I, I don't I don't agree with that. I think that's silly boy talk, but um so I mean it starts off the song starts off with him yelling, I got no time. Like it's it's like you're instantly being rushed. And I love it. I, I fucking love it. It's one of the most it's one of the faster songs on the album. It's very much more hardcore punk. Uh there's there's a little bit of ska stuff in here with the upstrokes. During and that's during the verse, but even then, it's played a little bit more aggressively. It, it has the distortion on it. It's not just the clean, the clean tone, uh, and it just it fucking drives along, man. And and I think one thing that really drives this song, obviously, is the bass. Like we've been talking, about, we've been gushing over Royce. I don't like saying his name. It's very difficult for me to say his Royce. Name. Yeah, it's I a just, stupid it's name. Like, it's like Royce and the Royal. fuck is a Royce? Royal, like that. That's that's a word that shouldn't exist. It's too difficult Royal? to say. Yeah, royal blue. <laughs> royal, yeah, see, you sound. It just sounds weird. It sounds like you're underwater or something. Roar, roar, like roar, roar. Yeah, it's it's. Cat just went off again. I didn't hear the cat this time. Eight so times, that's baby. number nine. Eight. Oh, it's nine. Is it nine? It, it's nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's nine. Nine. Um, but it's uh, yeah. The this is so fucking good. And even in the chorus, the uh, the bass, the bassist, he just he. He doesn't overdo it in in the chorus. He it's more subtle, but there's a few like little notes that he throws in there that that really just that really just churches it up, and it just the song is just nonstop, fucking fun <laughs> greatness. I, I I love it. I love this song, but I mean we, we don't have to play it if it's not a banger for you. We're we're not gonna play it. Well, there um, may not we may not overlap in bangers because the last like half of the album is barely bangers for me. Well, I mean, I'm kind of looking at my my banger list, and there aren't that many bangers in, in the latter half. How many total bangers do you have? I have ten. 
Oh, my God. How many do you have? Eight. <laughs> oh, well, it's not that far off. But uh, but we don't have to play our time. Let, let, let's, uh, let's get into the lyrics, and then we'll jump into the next song. Sound good? Okay. Okay, so lyrically, what, what do you have on this one? I mean, if this is your bang, you want to take it away? You only got it. What do you want to do? No, I'll I'll start it. I'll start okay. it. So I, I think this is about him questioning if there's something more to life than just working and, and consuming media and just, just the the more uh, superficial things in life. Um, it He talks about, is there really free thought? Because it kind of seems like we're told to believe in one thing or another, but you know, he, he just doesn't see it that way. And he's just kind of stuck in this depression, this kind of pit of despair. So this, to me, this is like a more depressing song, even though it's just so like kind of wild and crazy musically. Yeah. But that's what I got lyrically on this one. I mean, that's basically what I got. I, I much like the same thing. I think that, that there's a lot of things wrong in society. I'm speaking for him now. There's a lot of things wrong in society, but uh, like who the fuck cares? Nothing's going to change anyway. I think it's a very, pessimistic approach to uh, i don't know to solving problems and yeah. that's the, like the, the it starts off i got no time like he's in time for this shit because he's too busy just having fun fucking around and the last <laughs> line is is uh, no, like no one even cares and so i think that goes along the lines of of like why even try because fucking nobody cares anyway who cares it's very pessimistic yeah. i love it love it but this is early right. in their career. They can be pessimistic. It's fine. Yeah, they're what, like 22 years old? They're fucking young as shit. Kids. So, yep, that's the way she kids. goes. So, what is your, what's your 3B then? SOS. SOS. I like this one. First off, let me just say that this is like a deliberate attempt of him like changing the way he sings. Because that, that, like that, the way he sings that, he doesn't do that. I don't think ever again. Yeah, he does a right, scream. Huh? He sings. He doesn't really like do that yarl ever again. Yeah, it's very, it's very uh, Billy Joe, Billy Joe Armstrong. Yeah, I like that. I think it's funny. It's cool. SOS is is a, it's like a a, a ska punk song, but like in a, a a minor key. So it's not quite happy. It's not quite rolly and 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 bouncy. It's a little it's a little melancholy. But, um, yeah, you know, it's great. Yeah. Dude, squirrely bass line. But now we got a lead guitar part, right? The palm muting uh, thing. Yeah, a little bit. But this is this is like when I, 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 I foreshadowed earlier. He's palm muting the same notes to support the bass, which is, mm-hmm. which like in a good band, like, it would be the opposite because the bass still outshines him on his own fucking part. Because you can hear the bass adding extra <laughs> notes true, or sliding yeah. or hammering and doing things that the guitarist should be doing. Like it's it's right. uh, it's cool. I like the part. It's fun. It's a little embarrassing, but it's cool. I like it. I like it. <laughs> what I what I think is really cool, uh, especially in the first verse, the way he he kind of he does this. Uh, I I agree with you. Like that 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 kind of that the way he kind of does this does that that weird uh, like. I can't even think what he does in the chorus. What, what, but what we were just talking about, that Billy Joe kind of sound in the chorus. But in, in the verse, especially the first verse, the first line is, I take a look around. I don't know what I see. Like he, he kind of oh, he, he speeds it up on the second half of each line in the verse. So it gives it like this kind of rushed feel throughout the whole song. So you're like going back and forth, back and forth. And then in the chorus, you hear something that you've never heard from him before 
on any other song. This is a very, very unique song in itself, and I, I think it's one of the catchier, one of the catchiest songs on the entire record. On top of that, and that's not even the most unique part of the song, and we'll still get to that in a little bit. This one's very sublime, like in its key and tone for me. This one's yeah, very yeah. like date rapey, like it's it's got that kind of that that melancholy kind of sadder tone to it overall, but everything is just kind of firing on all cylinders. This one's very sublimey for me. And I got a lot of sublime from this band. But that's that's well, because that's a great thing. I think what it is with, at least with his vocals, like the way Bradley sings Date Rape, he's the way he sings that song, he like he he goes he goes, That's when things got out of control. And then it goes back like into like the normal way he sings. Like he does a lot of different variations with his vocals. Yeah. Not variations, but like different stylings with it with his voice. And that's what that's what he does on this record, and or I'm not on this record, but on this song, he he he's kind of all over the place and kind of playing to to the lyrics or to the actual song itself, much like Bradley did on on Date Rape or really any Sublime song. This but. this this song has has Jay doing like three different voices within like two seconds because one of yeah. the last choruses that he does with like the SOS and goes wait. He screams and then it goes into the scat, right? The bop, bop, bop. Oh, I love it. It goes into that part, and like the way mm-hmm. it drops into that. I mean, if you'd never heard the song, you would just you would have you have no idea that's coming. Like, why would you? You have the like, new girl into SOS, and then he jumps into that scat part. It it flows <laughs> absolutely flawlessly. It's perfect. It is a fantastic part. It doesn't linger too long, but it gets like the point across and then it moves on from that. But within that one second, two second period, he goes from singing to a quick like scream growl, hardcore growl into the scat thing. Like, come on. In fucking two seconds. Not even like a second and a half. The the way that they 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 drop into like a halftime part or into a ska from a punk part or vice versa, it's it's flawless. Like there's really never a transition into each part. They just kind of drop in there, but it still sounds so seamless. It's not like Rise Against where, you know, they'll they'll double time a song for no reason and it just sounds so disjointed and unnatural. But Suicide Machines, man, they they really I don't know what it is. I can't even I don't I really don't know what it is, but they fucking nail it. They fucking nail it. And this is one of those songs. That halftime bridge, fucking so good with the scatting like you said. I love it. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. What, what, this is my 4B. I was in this. Okay. Yeah, this is my 4B. Um, and also, this is another song, the subtle organ playing, kind of plays <laughs> through the entire tune. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't shine. It doesn't do anything super fancy, but, man, it adds so much depth to the actual song. I fucking love it. Fucking love it. So Good, good, good. I don't know. That's what I got on this one. Do, okay. Uh, should we let's play you know let's play a little bit of SOS. Play a fucking track. We haven't we haven't played a song in a little bit. So here it is from the Suicide Machines. There you go, SOS from the Suicide Machines. Yeah, somebody's like setting off some crazy mortar fireworks right now. I feel like every so week, every fucking week loud, man. there's fireworks going off at your house. Dude, it's insanely loud. Right it's now. fucking Monday. Who yeah. sets off mortars on a Monday? And for the twice next week, just save it till next week. I know. I, I think it's I think it's because we're right next to the high school. So I think people think like, oh, we can go out onto the field or into the parking lot and shoot them off, and then just like take off. 
like that's the only thing I could think of as to why they're so they do it so much over here. But, yeah, did they like they set off while that song was playing? There was probably like six that went off. Oh wow, that's a lot, a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. But damn, okay, yeah, SOS. There we go. So what do we have lyrically on this one? Cat, 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 cat just went off right now. That's, All right, that's number 10. That's number 10, baby. This is a little, I thought this was a posy message about intolerance. He's getting fed up with the way the world treats each other and is asking for help for all of us. Okay. And I think it's interesting because I read that, that, that article I sent to you where, where friend of the pod, John Gentili from punknews.com podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Uh he 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 was he was interviewing Jay um recently and you could tell like like he was kind of fanboying out a little bit, right? Could you get that vibe from oh, him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, for sure. Which is so cool. And and one of the things Jay was talking about was how in the early days they would talk about doing things and talk about why society sucks and talk about what they need to change, but now in his older days they don't talk about it as much, but they do it. Mm-hmm. Like he's out there at soup kitchens. He's out there like f- helping feed the homeless. He's out there volunteering his time. I think that's super interesting. Just yeah. as people get older, they start to talk less and do more. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, did we talk about the lyrics on the, yeah, we talked about the lyrics on SOS. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to your, um, that was your two B, right? Or three. That was my three B. Three B. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. What, what B was that for you? Oh, your four B. That was my four B. Yeah. Yeah. So what what is so, your what is your three B? Uh, islands. It's <laughs> funny. Is, does it make you mad? I mean, what, no. This I mean, this is uh, this is the strongest chorus I think they've ever done. This is the most yeah, catchy oh yeah. thing they've ever done ever on any album. This chorus is you you listen to just the one line of it and you've already got it. You turn it off. 20 minutes later, you're still singing it. Like that's yeah. how catchy it is. This is also one of those songs where the verse and the chorus are completely, you know, different from one another, but they're both equally catchy. Yeah. Which you don't see very often. And uh also this song reminds me a lot of the Vandals. Like this could easily be a Vandal song. It would have been it would have been like a little bit goofier, a little bit snottier if it, if the Vandals had done it. But this is through and through a vandal song <laughs> it's so fucking good it's a skate punk song it's a straightforward skate punk song no ska at all it's uh it's killer man it's a killer fucking song i think it's funny because it has this i mean it is the strongest melody but it has like some of the simplest instrumentation on the on, on, on the album like just yeah. very very dumbed down instrumentation and i think that's that's deliberate because they know this is a fucking catchy song, and so they dumb everything down. So you focus only on the melody. Like this song, this is their boys on the docks. This is their 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 Olay. <laughs> this is their bottles to the ground. Like this is their song. This is it. I can't. I really can't argue that. <laughs> Just good sing along shit. <laughs> yeah. And really, the only person I feel outside of the 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 melody, the only instrument that sh- that might shine a little bit is Derek's drum tone. Because the tone, his his snare drum, I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just gonna rave about his snare, his snare tone is just so. It's so good, it's so perfect, especially of this time. 
I mean, I speak so highly of Goldfinger and kind of what John Feldman did with Goldfinger at this time, like from a production standpoint and, and mixing standpoint, but Suicide Machines fucking killed it on this record. And Derek, truly him and Royce, like I said, the unsung heroes, unsung heroes of this band. But I don't know. Let's play, let's play a little bit of violence because we haven't played a song in a while because we were ranting and raving about uh, complaining about young people. Yeah, 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 fuck the kids, as no effects would say. Uh, so here's uh, Islands from Suicide Machines. Dude, it's it's the Vandals, man. It, every time I listen to this song, I think, dude, I gotta listen to the Vandal left after I listen to this record. It's it's straight up, just that that dan dan dan. It's very kind of like Disneyland pop sound that the Vandals kind of have. That's I what could, this song sounds like. I could hear this being from like like Hitler bad. That that era of vandals. Yes, exactly, exactly. I could hear it. I could hear it. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> it's fucking good, man. I love this song. I love the vandals. We we got to do the vandals again. We've done them so many times, but we got to do them again. <laughs> what was, uh, what was so the last one fun. we did? Look, look what I almost stepped in. Uh, no, I think the last one we do was Hitler. No, it was either Hitler bad or Live Fast. Huh. Have we done? Uh, I don't even know. I'd have to go back and look. We did. I know we, like, look what I almost stepped in. That was at your house. That's right. But we also did it. We did it at your house as well. Because that was in the old format. We did it at your house. We did it. We did a double whammy, a double header. We did gutter mouth. I think we did cover with ants. And then we did look what I almost stepped in uh, as well. Like one after the other. I remember doing that at your, at, in the office. Cat just went off. I didn't hear the cat. That's 11. 11 cats 11 cats <laughs> <laughs> I really I'm really curious what the fuck that is like I can't wait until you figure out what it is I assume the battery's just gonna die and then I will never figure it out and then one day one day in like five years the battery for whatever reason will get like one last surge and then you'll hear it and it'll fucking scare the hell out of you ugh I don't know anyway ugh islands Islands in the sky. What do we have? What do you have lyrically on this one? Uh, I think it's about daydreaming and stuff. I don't, I don't know. He has all these dreams and aspirations, but society brings him down with their, with their goddamn negativity. Yeah, I, I, I got that as well. But I feel like it's also like a, um, uh, talking about his generation. So I guess that would be Generation X. Generation and how? <laughs> yes, exactly. And how, you know, everybody is always like the the boomers are always telling him like, you know, you got to work harder. You got to do this. The American dream. Remember the American dream. And it's him kind of like calling out like there's no fucking American dream. Everything is shit. It's always been shit, which is kind of true. The American dream never really existed. Um, And it's him just kind of calling out that bullshit and how that's not a way to live and how his his aspirations are constantly being shut down and how he's constantly being ridiculed for having you know, any sort of imagination or just kind of trying to enjoy his life. And he's kind of saying like, it's life is not about work, work, work. You got to have some joy in your life. So huh, that's what I got. Kind of the same thing. Okay. But okay. 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 Islands. Great fucking song. So Islands in the sky. What do you got song. for your stuff? So that was my Islands was my five B five B. All right. Five B. So, but we're on, what was your four, what's your 4B then? 4B was, oh, oh that's weird. They're just islands in the sky. 
Oh, hey. Hey, 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 hey. This was uh this was the first song on the album with horns. Yeah. Like this yeah. was uh this is it, man. This is this is some real good ska here. Everything about this song is fucking great. And the horns, man. Like I just I I I like this stuff. I like this stuff. I think it's great. I love the fast guitar part. There's some really good background vocals here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. So this is uh, this isn't a banger for me, but this is uh this is a close a close B, a CB, some might say. CB. Um I, I do like how it starts out super heavy with that intro, uh, but then it it just jumps right into that that super ska kind of kind of thing with the speed, the crazy bass line, upstrokes, like you said, the the horn section or the trombone and sax. Uh, it's a pretty typical ska song, um, but it does kind of slow slow down a bit toward the end, uh, and then you get that one last final push of the the punk the punk kind of stuff. But it's a good song. It's it's really a good song. I, I I dig this one. But there can only be so many bees on this. There album. can only be so many bees. I mean, there can only be sixteen bees. We can't have more than sixteen bees. Well, that's true. That's There's true. only sixteen that's songs. I guess. I guess. <laughs> okay. I I guess we'll, we'll, we'll press what? press for it. 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 I mean, I I don't mind playing it. Or I mean, nah. do we want to jump into the lyrics on this one? Uh no, it's fine. Okay. I I mean. I think this this album, like you said, is very top heavy, but also like the first three songs, you know, New Girl, SOS, and Break the Glass. Those three songs are just, I mean, you really can't, you can't really beat the catchiness of those three songs. So everything after it it's is playing never catch up. Re- Everything's playing yeah, catch up. Yeah, it's playing catch up. Like there, there's cool, there are cool parts, obviously, you know, in every, in almost every song, but yeah, you really are playing catch up. That's the way to put it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Hey, hey, does it's not a banger. If it was a banger, it'd probably be my eleven B because I did really like this song. But I don't know. Anyway, what, okay. do we got anything else on this one or that's no, let's move forward. I only have two more Bs. Okay. When this so, was your four B, right? Yeah. Okay, so my four B was SOS, my five B was uh Break the Glass. Break the glass to break it down. Yes, yeah, my my, my my six B's no face. No face is that Wait. the fourth track? Oh yeah, that's not a that's not a B for me either. Wow, this one it's had a good a, song. It's a really good, oh actually solo, it's my two, bro. This one I'm had, sorry, it's my ten B. This one had a little my keyboard apologies. solo in there. It does. This it one's does, very yes. very Goldfinger like. Um, bass never stops. This is uh, I don't know. This is cool. I like this song. This is the one of the only few songs where the organ kind of takes the forefront and kind of shines on it. I mean, I guess it it's not really a solo though. You think it is? Oh, it's a solo. Uh okay. That's oh, okay, a solo, it, it's baby. a solo. It's a solo. It's a solo. And it it really it, he really is in the forefront on it. Uh some really great uh walking bass lines in the song. I mean, Royce like like we've talked about. Fucking killer. Guitar playing, you know, simple upstrokes, clean, clean upstrokes. Um, but what I really like too is Derek's drumming on this. I mean, it's 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 very technical at points, but it still it still serves the song so well. It's not Travis Barker, you know, playing everything he could possibly play on his drum kit. 
but it's just I don't know. Derek Derek really just fucking blows me away on this on this record. You know, it's it's, it's it's interesting. I, I don't know if if you saw or made note of it, or if you're looking now. But do you know who plays organ on this on this album? Mm-mm. It's Derek. No shit. No, really. Yeah. I didn't even look at that. I did not even look at that. According Holy to the shit. stat sheet, yeah, it's Derek. Derek plays all the fucking the keys. stat sheet. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, the Hammond organ right here, the clavinet, the piano. Yeah, it's so amazing. This, th- this guy knows how to how to just support man. This guy's like, I don't know. He's the MVP of this record. I I honestly believe he's the MVP. I mean, no, I, I, it's, it's got to be Royce. It's got to be Royce. He's, he's I would I would. Good. He is very good, but Derek, man, uh, his drumming is still really, really good. And it's, now that I know that he does the organ <laughs> on this, it really sets it apart. Like, nah, man, Derek is the MVP of this record, through and through, through and through. But okay, 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 okay. <laughs> mm. Let, let's play. Okay, fuck it. You know what? Let, let's play a little bit of No Face because everybody. I know everybody has a Derek solo. Yeah, has has a Derek solo. Derek Solo. So here it is. No face from the Suicide Machines. Woo! Hot damn, that's a good song. See, like, like I, I agree with you in, in some respects because, like, I mean, we just heard this album so many fucking times. Yeah. yeah. New Girl, just, like, throw that out complete in this album because that's not even fair. But, like, that's... The cat just went off again. I heard I heard the cat that time. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was like, what the fuck is that sound? It's <laughs> fucking 12 times. 12, 12 times. times. Yeah. 12 cats in this fucking room. We're, we're, we're three hours in and we've heard it 12 times. But but SOS <laughs> and, and Break the Glass have a, like a, a definite tune to them that is memorable that that outside of this album, I, I, cannot, I cannot listen to this album for a year and I can still sing the top three for sure, plus Islands. Mm. But this is, like, No Face is a song that even when we were talking about it, I kind of like, how does the melody go? I forgot. But as soon as he starts doing that, I go, oh, I instantly remember yeah, everything yeah. about this song. I totally agree with you. you. You hit the nail on the head on that one. Fuck, man. This is such a cool fucking song. I love this song so much. I do, too. I, I, I want to put this as a higher banger, but I don't know why. I don't know why I can't. It's, just can't do it. It's so it. I mean, this record is just there, there's too much good stuff on here. I feel like this is another. This is also a record where, you know, in a, a year from now, a lot of these rankings would be different. A lot of the ordering of my bangers would be different. And it's not even honestly like like overall. I think war profiteering. If we just did like a, a banger versus banger breakdown i think war profiting would for me would have more bangers than this does yeah but like the quality of bangers on here is just it's it's unmatched it's just unmatched yeah. yeah oh shit all right so what do you have lyrically on this one on no face uh no face i ultimately i thought this was this i think it's a plea to stop violence like the verses the verses are an attempt at making all these things that he's he's saying sound kind of mundane, typical, kind of whiny, right? Because he, he sings them fast okay. enough, so they don't they don't have much weight to them. And the chorus parts are set up in the beginning to sound like he's just again he's just kind of whining, but then he hits you with that that kid dying through senseless violence line, yeah. yeah and all of a sudden, heavy. all of a sudden, that same chorus that you've just kind of been like, oh, why are you whining about? Now is like a different like impact. 
now it means something. Now, now it's something bigger than it was fucking 30 seconds ago. And I think that's cool. That's yeah. good. That's just, that's a solid songwriting. I agree. I agree with you on that one. I think overall, I, the way I interpreted it at least is it's about society putting people down, uh, for being different. Uh, it's, and it's also him kind of like, you know, talking shit on the status quo. Um, and which, you know, is kind of contradictory, but whatever. Uh, and then also he points out, you know, why, why should we listen to what the man has to say, what the government, what society has to say when they're causing all this unnecessary violence? Like they're already untrustworthy. Why should we even listen to them? They're idiots. They're dum-dums. So that's what I got on it. But uh, yeah, anyway, no face. No fucking face. No fucking face. That was what, your 7B? 6B, right? Yep. All right. I mean, I don't... To both? I think I have like one one more B. All I want to know is is, is Van's song a B for you? Wait, what song? Van's song. Oh, no, it's not a B. Okay, because this song is really pop. This is like a big fan favorite. Like this is a yeah, yeah. This is a deep cut. People like this song. I don't. I don't dislike it. I think it's an easy punker song. It's solid. I think the ska parts were good, but it was not like a standout track. Agreed. I I totally agree with you. It has everything you would want from a skate punk song, like a like a run of the mill skate punk song. Like this is what would be played on K Rock. Would be this song. And I get it. I mean, it it does have that appeal. Uh, what I thought was funny about the song is is the lyrics is that throughout the entire song they're talking about they're talking shit about the grunge the gr- like grunge music people who love that kind of music what they're wearing and all this kind of <laughs> stuff and he's telling them oh wear vans and get into be into skating and listen to cool punk music and it's like do you literally spent the entire record talking about how people shouldn't shouldn't care what other people have to say and then you immediately go and talk shit about another group of people it's like come i it's i like, i don't understand why this is like a fan favorite i don't get it it's not even one of the catchiest songs but it's it's the most vanilla song on the record yeah. that's for sure maybe that's why it's so popular it's the food fighters of oh. this album I like, say, you, I, don't care. I, I like how you constantly refer to the Foo Fighters as vanilla. <laughs> I mean, they are. I mean, I agree That's with good. you. They are That's vanilla, good. but I still like quite a few of their songs, and I think one of their albums is fantastic. I I have best of Foo Fighters on the vinyls. Yeah, they do and have some good songs, but they are vanilla. They, yeah, no, there you're right. I've never, never not said that. I'm not a, not a huge Foo Fighters fan, even though I've seen them like three times. I mean, they're no rise against, but they're good. Well, okay, we're not going to do this. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> now, now I know, now I know you're just trying to provoke me. Um, <laughs> I only speak the truth. Forget about game. I only speak the truth. <laughs> yeah, the stupid truth that is even real. Uh, that made no sense, but that's didn't okay. make sense. No, nah, did not. All right. What, so what is what? My last banger, we don't have to really talk about it. My last banger is too much. The seventh track. Okay. Uh, I like uh, it. It's good. Yeah. But um, what what other bangers do you have here? Uh, I have, yeah, too much is my 9B. Um, and then we already talked about, oh, and my 7B is the real you. And 
6B is punk out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, we don't need to talk about this stuff. So one, 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 so I, I want to talk about the real you just real quick because it's not yeah. a banger for me, but there's a couple things in here I noticed. One, some of his vocals on here reminded me of like Mark Adkins on Covered with Ants era. So the way mm-hmm. he delivers some of the lines, kind of snotty, kind of, but also kind of trying real hard to be rock type of thing. And also I couldn't find who that, who I think is a female vocalist. That female sounding yeah. vocal part, I couldn't find who that who that was on any any platform and anywhere. I couldn't I couldn't find that either. I was curious who that was because I think she has what three lines in the song. Yeah, Maybe just two, and they're definitely stand out. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who it was. I can hear a little bit of the gutter mouth thing you're talking about because there are points on this song where he does sound very snotty, but I I hear more rancid than I do gutter mouth. But I, I think that's just musically, not not vocally at all, because he does not sound like Tim Armstrong or Lars at all. But um, but yeah, I, I I could see what you mean by that. Uh, I do like the way he um, I do like the way he screams "fucker" when when it's like that back and forth with the girl. I think it's a really good like kind of scream that he does. But overall, I don't know. It's it's a good it's a good song. It's a good banger. Um, they this is another one of those songs where. He, I feel like the band drops really well into the ska, back into the punk, and he just goes back and forth, back and forth. But they're just really good at it. They're just really, really good at that and making it sound seamless, even when it's not seamless. Let's uh, then let's let's wrap it up. Let's give our uh, our final thoughts, and uh, and then we'll rate this record uh, based off of our world famous three point rating system where. Three is a perfect album. Two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you give this album, Jeff? Go. So my final thoughts are the Suicide Machines. I only listened to their first two albums plus one and then the latest album. So I never even heard the middle stuff. I was unbelievably surprised at how great it was. This is a band that I just don't think had ever got the recognition they deserved, and I honestly think that it's it's because of that 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 shooting of the foot K Rock concert. I I, th- I think that's what happened, and they signed to Hollywood Records, which Hollywood Records was a Disney offshoot. Yeah, that was a, a yeah. Disney owned label, and I mean that then that's going nowhere. So <laughs> there, there's a lot of things that these guys did that that just didn't help their career. I think they're better than that. I think they're better than than everything. I think they're better than New Girl because you can hear War Profiteering, which came out much later. They're still kind of pushing the same agenda. They're t- they're getting highly political. They're they're encouraging people to 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 do things to stand up while still putting out killer music. And then again, a decade later, they're still with their newest album with with with, with Revolution Radio. They're still doing the same thing. They're still pushing the same agenda encouraging mm-hmm. people and putting out really really good music so this is a band that that should be bigger than they are and it, it's it sucks that they're not because they are better than a lot of, of the staple punk bands i know Lagwagon's fan favorite people love Lagwagon. i don't get for it for some reason yeah but this band is, is leaps and bounds better than Lagwagon. <laughs> so oh, for sure i don't know man this album's not perfect uh, there's like the bottom half is is very very lukewarm for me, but the top half is just so good. It's so iconic. It's so, 
it's so defining of a sound. Like they, like the Suicide Machines didn't invent the ska punk sound, but they perfected it. New Girl is the best ska punk song of all time. And because of that, like this is this is 2.8. I give this a 2.8. It's not perfect, but it is really 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 good. And you should listen to it if not just for the first like fucking side A. Like yeah, my god. Yeah. I I haven't heard a side A this this great since like Boston's Boston. Like fuck, that's a good side <laughs> A. But this is also a really really good side A. <laughs> forgot about forgot about that. Man, Boston's Boston. Boston is a good side A. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. So fucking good. All right, so you gave this a, a 2.8 out of 3. Um yeah, this this record, I mean, there is there is nostalgia attached to it, but nostalgia aside, I the the, the record is just too good. I agree with you it is not perfect. Um it is a little top heavy, but even the filler songs you throw those songs on pretty much any other punk album and they're going to be fucking great songs. Yeah, right? They true. really, really are. But the, the beyond banger songs are beyond bangers for a reason. And they overshadow the, uh, the filler stuff, I guess. Uh, but like I said at the beginning too, I think like this record could have been cut down to probably 12 songs and been just, just could have taken over the world, you know, within the punk scene at least this could have just been one of the biggest things ever and this was a very popular album and it's still very popular but yeah there's just a little too much 16 songs i I understand they're short but it's 16 songs it's too Um, much yeah and and i agree with you like this is this is by far the greatest ska punk punk ska whatever you want to call it uh album of all time can't fuck with it new girl is a beyond 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 banger bbb a triple b actually um, Dang triple B! Yeah. It really is a triple B. Come wow, on. I agree. I just I've never we've never <laughs> we never ventured off into the triple B we have territory yeah. yet. This is an asinine radio first. This is crazy. Yeah, triple B. Triple I'm scared. B. I'm a little I'm a little nervous. <laughs> what if we get caught? Another cat fucking noise just went off. I know. Oh, another. <laughs> Did you one hear did? it? Yeah, another one no, just went off right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's number thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Dude, it's so dumb. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this uh, this record, suicide, the Suicide Machines, destruction by definition. I'm gonna give this a uh, two point. I'm gonna give this a two point eight as well because Dang. it is not perfect. Uh, God damn! I wish this, this was just like twelve songs, and then the other four songs could have been like a cool Japanese B Japanese B sides or whatever. You know? Yeah, like yeah, like why not? Thing. That would have been so much cooler. But been perfect. whatever. Whatever we have the songs, and uh, I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got on on the Suicide Machines. Hmm. So you you have anything else? Good. Uh, that's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. You know the drill. Give us five stars and five stars only on the Apple Podcasts and the, the Spotify's. So go do that. Tell all your friends how amazing we are because we honestly are the most amazing people in the world. Best podcast. And um, I'm bored. So. I'm bored. That's, it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Okay. Uh.
the rhythm section or off in the back. The drummer's for sure in the back. Nobody cares about the bass player. The cat just went off. Nobody I heard cares that. About, I heard it. Did you? I fucking heard it. Yes, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you, but yes, I fucking heard that. Dude, what is going on? <laughs> It's it's very it's like almost like gutter mouth. It's very snotty. So I gotta. Oh man, this song this song is fucking. It's so. Uh, break the glass. I'll break the glass. I'll break it down. Break the glass is my two B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. New girl, just like throw that out completely in this album because that's not even fair. But like that's. The cat just went off again. I heard I heard the cat that time. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was like, what the fuck is that sound? That's <laughs> fucking 12 times. I'm not a huge Foo Fighters fan, even though I've seen them like three times. I mean, they're no rise against, but they're good. Well, okay, we're not going to do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> 